Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on day three talking the basics of a healthy diet. Monday, we got it started with a conversation about calories. Yesterday, we talked the first macronutrient, protein. Today, we're getting into the second macronutrient, carbs. Remember, these conversations are all about providing a jumping off point. It's so important that we keep a close eye on our own bodies, how they change, and how we feel along the way. We always suggest having a conversation with a holistic health and wellness practitioner about the specifics of your personal diet or general well-being. Blood tests can really provide a lot of information about the state of our bodies, our very specific deficiencies or needs, and what foods in particular we should be having more or less of. Picking up where we left off yesterday, macronutrients are what make up the vast majority of the foods we eat. They can be broken down into three categories, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Again, yesterday we covered protein. Today, it's carbs. Carbohydrates are fuel, not only for movement, but also for the central nervous system. Carbs also spare protein to preserve muscle mass during exercise. Generally, we're told about 45 to 65% of our daily caloric intake should be carbohydrates. So if we're looking at a 2,000 calorie a day diet, 900 to 1,300 of those calories should be from carbohydrate sources. Since a single carbohydrate consists of four calories, we can divide that general number by four to get the number of carbs we should be eating. So in a 2,000 calorie a day diet, it's between 225 and 325 carbs. Again, throwing numbers like this around is dangerous because it's incredibly general. Not all carbohydrates are created equal. Fiber, for example, is a carbohydrate. Sugar is also a carbohydrate. Eating 225 sugar carbs or 225 fiber carbs will do two very different things to our bodies. So let's get specific about the types of carbs. There are three categories of carbohydrates, sugars, starches, and fibers. Sugar is an overarching term that generalizes six actual forms. Monosaturides are singular sugars or simple sugars. Those include glucose, fructose, and galactose. Disaturides are complex sugars, which are combinations of those simple sugars. Those are sucrose, lactose, and maltose. The easiest way to approach sugar intake is, again, focusing on eating whole foods and using whole ingredients. By making that change, you're immediately focusing on getting your sugars entirely from natural sources. Clinical dietitian Vanessa Voltolina explains that foods with natural sugars tend to be low in calories and sodium and high in water content and many important vitamins and minerals. The fiber in fruit slows down how quickly your body digests it. So you don't get the same sugar spike you get after eating a donut. And the lactose in milk comes with a healthy serving of protein that provides sustained energy. So you feel full longer than after a sugar-packed soda. 
added sugars like the ones in donuts and soda are the ones to be more concerned about. Put simply, added sugar is any sugar that gets added to food, either by you, a chef, or a food manufacturer before it goes in your mouth. Added sugars include the high fructose corn syrup lurking in some ketchups and breads, all the way down to the honey or agave we might add to a mug of tea or smoothie because they don't necessarily come packaged with other good-for-you nutrients like protein and fiber. Our bodies digest them more quickly, which can cause a rapid increase in blood glucose. Over time, having consistently high blood sugar contributes to health problems like obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. It's also going to be difficult to overeat sugar that naturally exists in food unless we're putting bananas and pineapples and oranges into a smoothie and drinking 10 or 12 servings in a single sitting. If we're picking up bananas or oranges or apples and eating them throughout the day, that's really not something we should be afraid of. Even adding a little pineapple to a kale smoothie to help with the taste, again, not something we need to be worried about. A good rule of thumb with smoothies is to focus primarily on vegetables and a single fruit for taste. Most berries are also good because they're relatively low in sugar. Next, we have starches, which are complex carbs. When consumed, these kinds of foods break down slowly over time, providing energy without rapid spikes in blood sugar levels. This is the kind of food we want to be eating before a workout or to keep ourselves going throughout the day. The problem with starchy foods is first and foremost, overconsumption leads to high levels of blood sugar. And two, the most commonly consumed starches are refined, which means they're generally stripped of their nutritional value. Value. It, in essence, becomes added sugar in our bodies. So some examples of unrefined starchy foods are black beans, lentils, split peas, whole grains, and whole meals. Refined starches are any products that have been processed, like those made from flour. All those white breads, tortillas, pastas, pastries, muffins, bagels, and cereal. The final type of carb is fiber. Fiber cannot be digested by the body, and yet it has an incredibly important part of a balanced diet. Most Americans are falling short of the 20, 30 gram per day recommended intake. This is likely because processed foods often contain little to no fiber. This stuff is really coming from those whole foods. There are two types of fiber, soluble and insoluble. Soluble fiber, which dissolves in water, can help lower glucose levels as well as help lower blood cholesterol. Foods with soluble fiber include oatmeal, nuts, beans, lentils, apples, and blueberries. Insoluble fiber, which does not dissolve in water, can help food move through your digestive system, promoting regularity and helping prevent constipation. Foods with insoluble fibers include whole grains, brown rice, legumes, carrots, cucumbers, and tomatoes, just to name a few. Harvard Health suggests increasing fiber intake by replacing meat with beans or legumes, and chili, for example, two or three times a week, replacing white rice, bread, and pasta with unrefined whole grain products, or alternative products like spinach-based noodles and tortillas, eating whole fruits instead of drinking fruit juices, and snacking on vegetables instead of chips or crackers. Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we welcome you to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for day four of our week, the basics of a healthy diet. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. 
We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.